So first I want to mention about St. Bede the Venerable, who uh, lived in England in the 600s and 700s, and his tomb is at Durham Cathedral, which is Anglican now, was of course Catholic, and uh, uh, that uh, tomb I actually got to visit. It's in northern England, and prayed before the tomb of St. Bede the Venerable. He uh, wrote a lot. Uh, he wrote a lot of things. He was a scholar and a linguist, and he, he translated a number of things to the Old English of the time uh, for the Anglo-Saxon population. And he also wrote in Latin uh, a lot, and he had access to an excellent library, which is something that was very rare in those days. So his monastery in England already had built up an excellent library. Now libraries in those days, everything had to be written by hand. It was the monks often who were the copyists, and they were probably doing a lot of copying there too. Uh, so that was an amazing thing in its time. Uh, it was those Benedictine monasteries in those days, in those 600s, 700s, 800s, 900s, those were the ones where all the knowledge was. Those were the places in Europe where the knowledge was kept. And uh, they were the ones who were copying the books too. So uh, St. Bede was holy, but also a scholar who was able to take and read things and put things together. And he's most famous for his history, his ecclesiastical history of the English church, which only goes up to the 700s, his time. Uh, but already a number of things happen in the history of the church in England. And he is writing about this, and he even has what we would now call near-death experiences of some people, and he writes about purgatory. It's very interesting. He actually, if you look at the, toward the end of his book, there is a description of purgatory, uh, which is sort of ironic because there are uh, Episcopalian churches and, and Anglican churches named after St. Bede, and I don't think they believe in purgatory. Uh, but uh, he writes about it, and he is certainly at that Durham Cathedral. You can buy his Ecclesiastical History of the English Church in their bookstore, and there's purgatory in there. It doesn't have the word yet. He, they didn't have the word purgatory, but it's certainly the description is uh, clear. It's purgatory. And so St. Bede, though, did a lot of uh, scholarship and a lot of commentaries. He, he had lots of time. He was a monk, and there was probably not much else to do. And so he wrote a lot, and he is now a doctor of the church. Uh, a great. And so uh, thinking about that, St. Bede had access to tons of good uh, stuff. Now we have far more access than he did uh, to things even on the Internet, although there's a lot of good Catholic materials that are not on the Internet. Uh, and I think about libraries. To me, a library is a wonderful Place And I, I particularly think of the Marion Library in Dayton, Ohio. You may have heard of this. It's the largest collection of printed materials on the Blessed Virgin in the world. Not administered by the Marians, it's, it's the Marianists, different community. Uh, but the Marion Library uh, has the largest collection of printed materials on Our Lady. And Father Don Calloway got his STL at, that, at the program there. Unfortunately, the STL program is closed down now there, but uh, he got an STL there. And I actually studied 
about half the courses necessary for an STL there. Uh, and I got a certificate in Marian Studies. So I have some Mariological study um, that I've had. And I love to be, and he did too, to be in the Marian Library because it's endless. You could never read everything. And there's so much good stuff. And so you see when, when Father Don has his Marian gems or something like that, that's the fruit of him being able to go to the Marian Library. And so being able to access a good library is important for scholarship. But we can, in the internet, there's tons of good materials, tons of terrible things too, but the internet has lots of good Catholic materials also available. We have far more than St. Bede had, and he did a lot more with his than often people do today. He did a lot more with access, with the materials he had access to, I should say. Uh, and so St. Bede is a good example of someone who is a scholar who likes to study, who, who enjoys having a huge library uh, of uh, church fathers and, and scripture studies, etc. And he uh, utilized it well and history and things like that. Uh, and so today also, Jesus talks about the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. And so I went on the internet and looked up Dominum et Vivificatem, the encyclical by St. John Paul II. And I printed some out. So this is, we have incredible ease of access to things today. And that's his encyclical on the Holy Spirit, and it has an excellent uh, commentaries on some of these scriptural passages. In fact, I'll just read from a little bit here, and it's talking about today's gospel. In his previous words, Jesus presents the counselor, the spirit of truth, as the one who will teach and bring to remembrance, as the one who will bear witness to him. Now, he says, and this is today's passage, he will guide you into all truth. This guiding into all truth, referring to what the apostles cannot bear now, is necessarily connected with Christ's self-emptying through his passion and death on the cross, which, when he spoke these words, was just about to happen. Later, however, it becomes clear that this guiding into all truth is connected not only with the scandal of the cross, but also with everything that Christ did and taught. For the mystery of Christ, taken as a whole, demands faith, since it is faith that adequately introduces man into the reality of the revealed mystery. The guiding into all truth is therefore achieved in faith and through faith. And this is the work of the Spirit of truth and the result of his action in man. Here the Holy Spirit is to be man's supreme guide and the light of the human spirit. That's, I, I like that passage there, that man's supreme guide. The Holy Spirit is to be our, the human person's supreme guide. That right there is a, uh, an incredible thought. And of course, it's true. The supreme guide. So if we have any guides on anything, the supreme guide is the Holy Spirit. This is what basically Jesus is talking about. He will guide you to all truth. Now, of course, we are limited in our understanding. So uh, guide you to all truth but uh, can I really handle all truth? Uh, I, I have learned lots of truths of the faith, but 
to true, the true truth of God himself, the infinite truth, that we are limited. We cannot grasp God is infinite. We cannot comprehend God, meaning that completely understand. But uh, we can understand a lot. We can understand a lot of things through the church. Like, look, I just pulled up this encyclical. It helps explain this passage. There are plenty of uh, things that the church has officially taught um, and plenty of teachings that are great teachings to look up about uh, passages like this. And then though, we, so we have a lot of things from the church and we have even infallible dogmas and we have lots of doctrines. Uh, but then we ourselves, of course, have to deal with our own lives and the, the supreme guide is the Holy Spirit, but how do we know an idea comes from the Holy Spirit? Of course, this is that whole issue of discernment. Discernment is such a huge topic and issue. And uh, as I said, we're limited and we're fallible. I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm not, I'm not going to uh, you know, make the decision correctly or interpret everything correctly. If the Holy Spirit's guiding me, I may interpret it incorrectly. But nonetheless, our supreme guide is the Holy Spirit. And so we're called to, as best as we can, follow the Holy Spirit, follow what we understand the Holy Spirit to be telling us. Uh, we are limited, but we're called to really try our best. And example, vocation, my own vocation. So when I came to the Marians 27, almost 27 years ago, um, uh, 1995, uh, and I came to join, I was accepted, applied, I was accepted, and then I became a postulant in July of, well, in that, technically August of 1995. And uh, at that point, could I know for sure what would happen? Of course not, unless I had some really tr strong gift of prophecy or anything like that. But no, I could not see what would happen. So I had to make the decisions based on what I understood at the time and then see how it worked out, see how it played out. And in fact, I did go through education, seminary. I've been a priest for 16 years now. So it did play out and it did become a priest. I did join the Marians. But not every guy who comes in, that happens. Some guys, they leave during postulancy or they leave during novitiate or they leave during temporary vows, etc. So uh, it's not for certain one's decisions are not made within here. I know exactly what's going to happen now from this point on. No, we don't. So our decisions are not have, don't have a certainty about them. Uh, when we, we have to though, try to find, uh, what the Holy spirit is telling us and act upon it insofar as we understand it. So we do, sometimes have to make a leap of faith, uh, sometimes say, okay, I'm going to do this even though I'm not totally certain, but it seems like the Holy Spirit is guiding me in this direction from what I can tell uh, from the, it says the light of the human spirit, we, from that light, that, that, that light that's telling me something, this is what I should do. And as I said, we make mistakes. I've started 
projects that I thought were good, but perhaps not inspired by the Holy Spirit, and they fell apart. It happens. So, but nonetheless, uh, the, the main things, it's interesting, it seems like the main things God has given me, and then some of my side projects, they fall apart. But they're not that important. The important thing is being a priest, of course, uh, and, you know, preaching, things like that. So, so the, the supreme guide, though, that's, I like that idea. I like to think about that. Certainly, St. Bede was very attuned to uh, the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. St. Bede uh, had, was a monk, and he had a huge library to work with, and he did. And he, he uh, was inspired to uh, really write a lot of good commentaries on Scripture. We have some of them in our Office of Readings in, in the Liturgy of the Hours. So he wrote some tremendous uh, things about Scripture, and he wrote about the history of the church in England and lots of different topics. Uh, and so we can see the example of someone like that who was inspired by the Holy Spirit, who did what he understood the Holy Spirit to be calling him to do, and now he's a saint and a doctor of the church. And he's even venerated in the Episcopal and Anglican churches. Uh, he's even honored there uh, because he is, he was an English saint. Uh, so St. Bede, and his tomb is in an Anglican church actually too. So St. Bede uh, is, an, is an excellent example of a scholar. And some people are called to be scholars. That, not, not a whole lot, but some people are. And that's an important role. That's an important thing, especially in theology. Uh, it's important to be that we have continued scholars in theology and doing good work. So today, I think it's important to remember the example of St. Bede and the importance of the Holy Spirit being our supreme guide. The Holy Spirit is our supreme guide. Uh, not that necessarily hear a voice, but we get inspirations. We get the sense, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should go there. Maybe I should help this person, etc. And so that, that inspiration, then we, we should discern. If it's something big, obviously, we have to discern. And try to work with God to cooperate with the inspirations of the Holy Spirit because he is our supreme guide. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. 
simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.